Welcome to the Desert Street Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex trading skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Kret. Let's get started right away. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. I'm sitting down today in Melbourne with Mandy for the first time. Glad to meet you in Melbourne. It's awesome. It's a little bit cold, but we'll make it happen. And today, so I met with Mindy yesterday. We talked a lot about what you want to talk about today. Five ways that I noticed in my trading clients how we stuff up our trading. And it's something that is coming out of experimenting with my traders. And it's like real life example. It's not just theory for you guys. So stay that's tuned. Gonna, that's going to be pretty good. So we'll get started right away. I want to talk about this right now. For people not knowing you at all, like are watching this for the first time, tell people who you are, a bit of background about yourself. Yep, so um, I obviously live in beautiful Melbourne, that's St. Kilda Beach here. And shout out to Mike from Encore and St. Kilda Beach, who allowed us to use this facility here to do our recording. Um, so yeah, my name is uh, Mandy. I have been trading since um, early 2000s and have been coaching since 2007. And my, my specialty is really, my expertise is really in um, helping traders find out why they can't perform. And also helping traders on breaking through their seven post limits. So I was working with a trader, for example, who couldn't breach the million dollar mark. It's still the same behavioral pattern as the trader who can't reach the break even mark. And yeah, that's my expertise. Okay. I am German though. That's what you must really wonder about my accent, but I live in Australia for a very long time. And finally, get to meet yeah. Etienne. <laughs> and you've been here on the channel for so many times. I can't count how many times, but we've, mm. talked a lot. we've done a lot of YouTube live in the past. I recommend it's like a good series to watch and to keep yourself accountable to it. So we want to get started right now. So what is the first way traders tend to mess up? Yeah, so Etienne, you know, I found it really interesting because what happens when we have trading mistakes, when we let a trade run into a really big loss or we enter too early, we enter too late, the very first reaction that we have is that we beat ourselves up, right? That we get really angry and, and annoyed with ourselves. And that kind of goes all into, we slip into the cesspit of emotions, really. That's not the problem. The problem is that it cuts us off from logical thinking. So the very first challenge that I see with traders is that they don't know how to think methodologically. Do you know how to say that? Methodologically. Methodologically. <laughs> <laughs> so strategic thinking, really. The more emotional you are, the more you need to add strategic thinking to your behavioral patterns. And that will help you to kind of get out of it. But what, I, what the main mistakes that I see is that traders... They don't go beyond the, I'm feeling upset, I'm such a loser, I don't have discipline, I will never make it. They don't dive deep into what is the causation of this behavior. So, I'll give you an example. A trader, he, his system is very short term, so his system is to just go for one contract on the ES, and that consistently. And we backtested his system, it works. So he should easily be able to make at least two, three hundred US dollars a day based on the amount of money he has in his account and based on the strategy. But he couldn't pull it off in real life. And he got so upset and annoyed with himself and he wanted to throw it all in. Then I said, all right, let's have a look, let's dig deep. And after a few hours of digging deep, what came out was he used to go fishing with his father. And when he was, when he caught a little fish, his father was like, yeah, put it in the bucket to the other little fishes. When he caught a big fish, 
his father was like, wow, look, you caught this really big fish. And also, if you look at, for example, one of um, our friends here on Twitter is the chartist, Nick, who's an amazing trader. And Nick also loves fishing. And Nick has those photos of this amazing big fish that he holds. And he gets a lot of likes for that. Do you think Nick would get a lot of likes when he would hold up a little fish and say, hey, look, I gained like, I um, caught 100 of those little fishes. Yeah. What do you reckon no, it here? probably not. Probably. That's the thing that yeah. the, the, the small efforts are not like uh, noticed pretty much by most yeah. people. And when you when you have a big win, then what people are wow, amazing. And I like that you mentioned this, this example. It's really good. Yeah. It really shows that people like the big wins. And I could, I could see really easily how this could hurt you as a trader. Very simply. Completely dis derails you. Now, my trader was not aware of that. And he knew that he his system was taking those little profits get the little fish, they feed you just the same as the big fish. And he was not able to take those little profits. He always was looking for the big, big profits. And when we've uncovered this, that this behavioral pattern started in childhood. So when I go back with my traders and look at their childhood, I don't look at mommy and daddy problems as someone called it very unkindly. I look at what behavioral pattern did you start in that time? that you now play out as an adult that is unconscious and so just identifying it freed him completely and so he just sent me an email yesterday that he had a really good week getting a whole bucket of little fish I mean how amazing is that so he achieved his outcome in his trading he wants to make money who cares if he makes money by making um, $10 profits each time or making $1,000 profit that's the really good end lesson. result is yeah. still there. I really like that. That's a really good lesson. So that's the first thing. So people wanting to go for big wins versus short wins and going against what they're kind of used to, perhaps. Yeah. What would be the second way people screw up their trading? So the second part is, in my experience, the lack of preparation. And huge. Yeah. And they know what to do. You don't know how many times traders contact me. And my standard question is, do you have your trading strategy written down in a step-by-step -step system? And do you keep your statistics? And you know, I get traders now contacting me and they say, I know you're going to ask me if I have, and I have to say, no, I haven't. And then I say, what is it? What is the blockage? What's the resistance within you that causes you not to do that? And so what they do is the same thing again, Etienne. They're beating themselves up for not doing it. But they don't look into what is the blockage about? And they don't give themselves enough credit that there might be a reason why they have this strong resistance of keeping their statistics or writing their strategy down or simply sitting down at the beginning of the day and preparing before they get into a trade. What is the resistance there? And when we, when we release that resistance, that blockage, then naturally all the self-sabotaging behavior will dissolve. You don't need willpower anymore to do what needs to be done. You just naturally do what you know you must. Yeah. So preparation is going to depend for most people. They're going to do it a little bit different. But what are some things that you do to prepare yourself properly? Let's say on the weekend or every day. Yeah. So I prepare not much just my trading. My whole life is trading. And I know that whatever I do in other areas of my life, I will do in my uh, trading naturally. It will just be a domino effect, like a follow-on yeah. effect. And it makes it so much easier in my trading. So number one, every beginning of the month, I map out my month. I know what I want to achieve. And, you know, I put on the big pebbles first into my, into my 
month. So, for example, DEX opening is a non-negotiable for me. DEX opens at the moment at 6 o'clock in the evening. I'm not doing any coaching sessions during that time. I don't take phone calls. There's nothing. It's just me and the DEX. And um, I needed to learn to be really strong and follow through because at the beginning when I, when I started doing that, I had an, a lot of guilt. And I don't know where this guilt even came from. There was no reason to feel guilty. And there was its reason for it, in, again, in my unconscious and caused in my early development. And I simply resolved that there's no more guilt. I can tell you that it's just like, no, nah, I don't answer any phone calls, no emails, I don't care. So that's where it starts. Beginning of the month, I map out all the times that are scheduled out for my trading. And no one else can interfere unless there's of course a family member that needs my attention very different story or a friend in distress like that never goes above my trading so i was doing some work with a trader it was really interesting so we do the wildly important goal and for him it was to make one million dollars in two years because in two years he's going to turn 55 and so he wanted to achieve that by that age and then we looked at how much money do you want to make one million dollars and then what are the categories underneath that that support you in do, making those million dollars so it was um, three different areas of income that he derives and part of that was forex trading as well so this mistake that he did was he did not interrelate everything with each other for example for him going to the gym is really really important and he did not see how going to the gym helps his two other areas of business as well. And so look at how can you do one thing that really helps all areas of your life rather than just wanting to do your trading and um, blocking out everything else. One example is if you take too much time out trading and don't take care of your family, you will have feelings of guilt. And you know, my mom was here over Christmas and um, as you know, I don't have kids, uh, but I work with parents who have kids and they have a lot of guilt because they want to spend time in front of the market, but they also know that they want to be there for their children. They're, they feel like they neglect their f children or even their spouse. And I experienced what that guilt felt like because I felt the same guilt with my mom. I mean, it's crazy, you know, how the roles reverse in life. And I needed to have a really good conversation with my mom and say, look, these are the times that I need to take care of my business. And, you know, I love you, but you need to entertain yourself. And she's like, yeah, of course, cool. So in the past, I avoided having this conversation that I needed to have with the people in my life so that I didn't need to feel guilty. Because I can tell you one thing, guilt shows up in your trading. You will sabotage your trading if you feel guilty. So it's about having conversations and setting boundaries and taking the space for yourself that I believe um, derails you in your trading. Yeah. That's the second part, yeah. Really big. So we talk about, so second one was preparation. I see a big effect with that for most people. What is the third thing? The third thing is something that um, female trader, which is Anna, oh, Anna, sorry, I forgot your surname. Look her up, it's at uh, A underscore female trader on Twitter. She's amazing, she's really good. And she had this tweet out that said, if you want to succeed in trading, and I thought, yeah, she really understands the psychology behind the real psychology behind true performance. And no surprise, she used to work, uh, trade for one of the big banks, big institutions. She's really cool. And one of the things that I see with traders is they create their big goals, right? I say to them, 
why do you want to trade? And they say, I want to take my wife on a first class trip around the world. I want to give my kids the best education. I want to go travel around the world in style. And they have all these goals that are external to them. It's often for other people and not for themselves. And I say, hey, this is great, right? I love how much you love your family. How about you? Why do you trade for yourself? And they have no clue. They have been brought up and conditioned to take care of everyone else first and not take care of themselves first. Because we know that analogy from being in the, pra- in the plane where uh, you have to put on the oxygen mask first and then for other people, because if you run out of oxygen, there's nothing that you can give to other people. Yeah, this is something I see coming up all the time with different people. So I want to know why is that wrong to kind of have goals for other people instead of yourself? I'm just curious. Well, in a nutshell, and for everyone it might be a little bit different, is that guilt and shame was induced in a child when they were being selfish. I mean, look at this crazy thing where parents say, you have to share your toys. Be a good boy and share your toys. And then, if the little boy would say to the parents, well, be a good person and invite everyone to your kitchen and share everything in your fridge and share your cutlery and share your car. Like, we adults, we take, you know, we say, no, you can't take my car. What if you scratch it? What if you have an accident? But we expect our kids to share everything and make them feel as lesser people if they don't want to share. So we actually teach people not to have boundaries. That is one thing, for example, where I know I was always um, being rewarded for being a little good girl and be nice to people and share with people and let people use me like a toy. You know, and that's maybe why I'm so strong on how important it is to set boundaries. Because if you don't know how to set boundaries in your life, you don't know how to set boundaries in your trading, a.k.a. taking a loss in your trading is setting a boundaries with your trade. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's in a nutshell. Of course, there's so much more than we can talk about in, in a few minutes. But that's the reason why. So the solution to succeeding in trading is, number one, to look for why do you want to trade just for yourself. And I remember when I discovered this and I shifted, it was, I love trading because I have to grow as a person and I want to be the best trader I ever can be. And it was also about, it's a something for me where no one else is involved. And I had this thought at the end, did you ever think about it? When you make, let's say, um, $500 an hour for selling something, or getting a new client for your academy, which I know is now $1,000, which is super cheap for your academy, for all the service and all the support and all the content that you, that you deliver. If you get $1,000 sale, do you feel as good than if you make a $100 profit in your trading? I think you got two different things. I don't see the same one. Yeah. So for me, I feel so much better making a $20 profit in trading than making, I don't know, a $10,000 sale, right? Yeah. I've never been, this is, this is something I have to train myself on, is that I don't look at sales or profit in trading. I just look at the overall, at the end of the month. Yeah. And then, and then, I, make, then I might feel something, but it's not a big deal anyway. That is, and so that's, I prefer to look, look at the, the end result. That is really good. That shows that you're a true entrepreneur and and I also see how you run your business, how easily you delegate 
Yeah. That shows you're a true entrepreneur, whereas I'm not. I'm a technician. I like, <laughs> I hold it on. It's like, it can, I, I'm afraid to give something up. Yeah. And so um, that shows in your trading as well, right? Yeah. And the thing is, you being a true entrepreneur, and we spoke about it at the beginning when we met. So Etienne, he has like the perfect disc profile. It's like the millionaire tick. So his behavioral patterns is something to model on. But the majority of traders don't have this, this disc profile. And the thing is, you're not a lost cause. You can learn exactly what Etienne has naturally or what Etienne has learned himself. I'm not quite sure. It doesn't really matter. And so I then looked into why is it that I value a $20 profit in my trading more than being paid somewhere from an external source? And the same in the opposite. Why does a $20 loss hurt so much, whereas I'm ready to spend $1,000 on a pair of shoes that I never wear, and I, I don't even blink twice? And so it is because trading is my thing. Like it is something that I, um, that that I, um, um, what's the name? It is something that I conquered. It is something that is just me, and I feel good about it because I was not dependent on anyone else. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. So yeah. the third thing is about kind of making goals for yourself and like achieving those goals. Or yeah. am I wrong? What yes, exactly. So. The step one is, whilst, you, whilst it's um, adorable that you want to take care of your family, start with being selfish and look at something that is just for yourself. And I explain to you why. Every time you will have a losing trade and in your unconscious is the, but I want to take my wife for a first class trip around the world or my husband or the kids, you will feel like you disappoint them, you let them down. Yeah. And that's where the self-sabotaging patterns then happen. And it's also is it kind of push things too hard, like try to take too many trades exactly. if you want to achieve your goals. Exactly. That's where traders start over trading and pushing yeah. too hard because it's this concern about I promised it to them and now I fail them. And then they try even harder. And you, we know what happens, right? Yeah. The harder we try, the more we stuff up. And Templeton was the guy who said many, many decades ago, traders lose money in the attempt not to lose money. And I say traders lose, uh, sorry, people, humans lose friendships in the attempt not to lose friendships. People lose their health in the attempt not to lose their health. Like the thing that we are so afraid to lose, we will unconsciously actually sabotage and lose. And that's why it's so important to shift the focus to something else and to really let go to wanting to have this Lamborghini. And nothing wrong with it, right? But I tell you, it will interfere with your trading success. The Lamborghini will come, but don't put that into your goals. Um, the amazing house will come, don't put it into your trading goals. Make your trading goals solidly. I want to be the best kick-ass trader that I can be. And it's where I see also the fact that, like you mentioned earlier, like you have to be accepting the small wins and the progress over time, not like the big jumps and the big uh, income raise a big profits but the small wins you get over time to yeah. get to your goals be okay with a little fish yeah and you know from time to time you get a big fish because the big fish is trying to catch your little fish and so it's really really important go for the little fish first and then the big fish will come if that is your system now if you're a momentum trader like nick for example very different story if you're a long-term trader 
So what I'm talking about with the little fish was because that guy, yeah. that trader, his system was short-term scalping. He wanted to do short-term scalping, but behaved like a momentum long-term trader. And I see that with a lot with um, traders who have a long-term view as well. So let's say um, when the market reversed in December to take its stack up, Quite a few traders I spoke with, they said, oh, the market had put in an intermediate low. I'm going to ride the low, the leg up. But then they took little profits. They started micromanaging the move yeah, up. doubting themselves, yeah. And so I don't know if it was doubting so much. It was really the micromanaging. Mm. And that interferes as well. So either you have a big picture, long-term view on the market, but you start micromanaging every trade. Yeah. May it even be that you say, oh, here we have a little reversal. I take my profits now and then I take the next move up, you know, by the dip kind of thing. But then there was no dip. It just continued to the upside and then you're caught in your short. Did that make sense? Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you mentioned the fact that like this was an example of someone that wants, like needs small profit, but is looking for big gains. And I, I would say the same as the opposite. Someone that's used to kind of instant gratification and sense like small wins. And they look for the small wins, but they have to go for the bigger wins in those tracks, their styles. And they would have the same hard work to do. It's going to recover that. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nice, yeah. right? Interesting. Yeah. It's awesome. So, and and I see that as one of the main main mistakes. And then it's going back into where did you learn that behavior like the guy with the fishing? So his system, funny, right? The system was short term, but he wanted to catch the big fish. And then I, like um, people, traders who trade longer term, they look for the big fish, but then they go for the little fish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that is the third point. We have two more. Where do you want to go with this? What, what is the fourth way people mess up their tradings? And we're going to talk about like 100 for sure. Yes. It's easy to find out, yeah. You know what? I don't want to overburn traders because that is actually the next mistake that traders do. Rather than taking one piece of information and applying it in their trading, in their life, they say, oh, great, another insight that I can put into my shelves, another piece of knowledge that I can add to my wisdom. And then they say, Mandy, I read all the books, I watched all the videos, and nothing changes in my trading. Well, yeah, because you haven't applied it, clown, right? So... Um, take those three examples and apply them in your life. Look at where it plays out in your life. And I guarantee you, it will, it will shift your trading tremendously. Yeah, insane. And it's what we call being addicted to information. I see people trying to read books after book after book after training, videos. And they get to a point where they know everything, but they can't really practice because they want to know more. Yeah. So and that's, that's an avoidance that's strategy, Etienne. Yeah. They're avoiding to look really, how does that play out in my life? Because it is painful. <laughs> Same thing goes with like sticking to a training plan. A lot of people know that they have to stick to it and pro like go through the training plan all the time, but they don't. And we're working on something with you soon. It's going to be released. You have to check the link below about yeah. how to stick to a training plan, like seven ways to do this. Many's going to share advice on this. It's going to be linked below, a training that many does for the academy. And if you want to check it out, it's going to be linked, of course, below, as I said. And uh, it's going to be packed of value, I'm sure. So that's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> pretty good training, of course. Yay, yeah. So, I will do my best. Yeah. So what is the fifth way people screw up their trading? You see. 
The fifth way is believing everything that other traders say. So we are all diverse people. We all have different behavioral patterns, different personalities. Did you know, Etienne, that 40% of our life is driven by genetics, and that is personality? And 60% of our life is driven by behavior. And this is what our coding and programming from our childhood, right? So this is really exciting because we can't change genetics un unless they find out how to do genetic modification in humans, which I'm sure will be coming soon. But we can change the 60%, the behavioral patterns. And so if you read something on Twitter, don't just blindly adapt it and believe it. Is it suitable for your style, for your behavioral pattern, for your personality? And yeah. that's why I say listen to different people and take from everyone what serves you because, again, everyone is different and everyone has their own strengths. Yeah. And I guess where you have to kind of test things, like most people want, they just want the advice and use it. And then I want to do this and, and like make it work. But they forget that there's a, like a test part that they don't go through. Yeah. And they want to test everything they, they hear. Yeah, well, maybe like maybe half the time it's not gonna work for them, and that's normal. But maybe the other half's gonna work, and they can use it and become better. Exactly. And you know what I call it is magical thinking—that they believe others have the magic, but they don't yeah. have the magic. And it's really about finding the magic in you, and you know, start trusting yourself that you actually know what to do. And yes, there's always things that you can learn from other people, but you're the one who has to do it, and that's where the magic lies. Yeah. Like our yeah. magical weather right now, the sun yeah. came out. It's pretty hot, yeah. <laughs> people on the beach now. I was joking a few minutes ago that no one was swimming, but now there's people in like bikini on the beach. Yeah. So quite surprising. Pretty interesting. <laughs> it's the four seasons in one day. Yeah. <laughs> I like it though. It's good to visit. So many thank you so much. I appreciate your time thank for you. talking about these things. Thank you. And you guys check out the link below. It's going to be in training with Mandy on how to stick to your training plan. We've got seven ways, and that's going to be pretty good for you if you want to follow this. If you're in the academy, then just go to the academy. Log in, you'll see the training. If not, just click the link below, you'll find it out. And uh, we'll catch you back here pretty soon. Mandy, any word of advice do you want to leave people with? Any, if not, find you or something? Please never, ever, ever give up. There is a way, find the way. Always. There's always a way. Just trust yourself that you find it. It's the best profession in the world. And I mean, look at it here and traveling the world. I have so much respect for you. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thank you.